and we are live. Hello, everybody. My name is Jeremy Franchese. You're listening to First Floor Conversations, where the view at the top is only as good as the foundation which preserves it. We got a new setup, trying some new things out. Uh, if you can't see, if you're not taking a look at the video, uh, got a pr- little bit of a prettier background, but um, hey, I- I'm-, I'm looking forward to today's conversation. I wanted to touch on something that um, I recently put out a blog on, an article on Medium and, and LinkedIn as well, and I, I titled it, The Most Foolish Misconceptions of the Modern Day Executive. And let's dive right in. So again, the whole premise of this podcast is the view at the top is only as good as the foundation which preserves it. And so many really large companies um, are readjusting. We're seeing a lot of layoffs right now. Um, wherever you get your news from, it seems like every week there's a, a pretty reputable company um, readjusting their business model, whether it's laying off employees or strategically deploying new initiatives. And, and I think it's really interesting. And a lot of these uh, adjustments come from data research insights and they're starting to are not starting rather they're, they're navigating the landscape right companies whether you're in a b2c environment or a b2b environment it's really commonplace to understand that you have to navigate the landscape so that you can satisfy today's customer as well as your customer of tomorrow and some companies are better than others uh, but there's a, a, an agreement and an understanding, if you will, in business that you have to stay relevant uh, to satisfy your customers. And companies for a really long time, whether really small companies that don't have the cash for R&D, uh, research and development, um, really just feedback from their customers, a lot more survey type uh, uh, activity to really get the ground floor boots on the ground feedback. Whereas a lot of other larger entities are able to deploy a lot of capital, a lot of research, a lot of resources, even human capital, right? Their staff, uh, they have a huge, you know, engineers, data analysts, research focused employees that are trying to understand where the landscape of their customer base is going so that they can leverage the data, the insights, the strategies to ultimately deploy that into their marketing to to be better positioned to their new product development, new service offerings. They use that data and research to stay relevant with their customer. And that's pretty common knowledge. I, I don't. I expect everybody listening to this to say that is obvious, Jeremy. Why are you talking about it? The reason I talk about it, and, and the reason I put out this article of the most foolish misconception of the modern day executive, is because you spend, executives spend, owners spend so much time and money to stay relevant with their customers, their clients, to be better positioned to win more business tomorrow, but they try to treat their employees like a a, a stagnant customer. You're trying to satisfy a moving target, but treating it like it's, it's idle. Companies are trying to motivate their newer employees the same way they motivated their most tenured employees. They're trying to incentivize them in a way that is just fundamentally archaic. And so many executives that I'm meeting with are discussing the fact that they don't know what to do with their millennials. They do not know how to get them to buy in. They 
pay them more than anybody, they give them better benefits, and they still can't get any loyalty. And they throw their hands in the air, and they're like, what the hell is going on? And I put out this article to be very straight to the point. Mr. Mrs. Business Owner, Mr. Leader, Mr. Manager, Mrs. Executive, you spend so much time and money and resources to tracking your current customers' needs so that you can satisfy them tomorrow. Why would you not, I'll say this again, why would you not do the same thing for your employees on some level? I'm not telling you to hire data and, you know, analysts and, 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 you know, social engineers to figure out the best way to reverse engineer your staff. What I am saying is the same methodology, the same approach of leveraging data and strategy to better position new products, new development, new market, uh, 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 new positions in the market. Like, why would you not do that with your employees? Like, like... You're like, there's such a high chance that your employee is literally taking a Facebook quiz this weekend to figure out what type of bread they would be. Let me say that again. There is a really good likelihood that your employee is going to go home this weekend and take a Facebook quiz on what type of bread they may be. My point is, there is too much data out there for you to not step up to the plate and update how you look at staff motivation, workforce practices, driving productivity. There are so many ways to do this. And with compensation inflations being industry-wide, geographically, nationwide, people are, you know, it's it's just part of uh, 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 the, 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 the expectations at this point, right? People are being paid a lot. Healthcare is getting more expensive, right? There is a shift. One and a half more, one and a half million more job openings than people to fill them. Finding qualified candidates is increasingly more difficult. Managing rising operational costs is increasingly more difficult. It is time to start reverse engineering your own practices to figure out how do you drive uh, engagement? How do you attract high qualified people? Well, let's, let's, let's take a step back. What do you do with your customers to satisfy today and find new ones tomorrow? You research, leverage data. You try to get in deep in the trenches of the landscape so that you can demolish your competition. So let's try to see how that translates to employee activity. What I mean by this, if you are able cleaning off the mic a little bit if you are able to take a data-driven approach whether through third party or or maybe you've been around for a couple generations i'll meet with some some family businesses they're like i've been around for 50 years i don't want to change i don't want you to change but i do want you to survive another 50 years and you being 50 years old and your average tenure like like you know mr mr business owner like you have a, a, a you know 40% of your employees are 10 to 20 year tenured and the rest of them are even longer like okay i get you don't have a turnover problem but those employees may retire someday <laughs> like they're going to go to another place in their life they may retire so yeah you've been around for 30 years do you want to be around another 30 years startup folk right you are in a position, if you've taken growth capital, if you have recently taken investments, 
If you're trying to grow market share, expand product development, you need qualified people. If you can leverage data to understand, okay, we have the most diverse workforce we've had in the history of our, our, our workforce. Like we have four generations. Uh, the Gen Z folk are still figuring out what's going on, but they were born with a tablet in their hand. So they're going to be wired a little differently. Baby boomers want compensation benefits, some, some growth potential, some, some security. And millennials want pet insurance. <laughs> Right. So like the reason I say that is for, for people that are trying to make more financially sound decisions, make that buck move a lot, a lot work, you know, work harder for them. If they've taken funding and they need to really stretch that dollar, taking a step back, acquiring the right data to reverse engineer the people you need to bring in to execute on that, you know, the, the business model, the plan, whatever it is you're trying to execute on. If you can find the right people, but more importantly, figure out what those people that you need want, then you have more, uh, uh, it's, it's like having a better scope if you're a sniper. Like, if you can see farther down range more clearly, you're probably going to have a better shot than the guy that or gal that has a, a broken scope. Like, you have to understand what you're looking at, what the target is. It's got to be clear so you have a chance to hit it. Because these big companies that are not doing this, like you being a big company doesn't really matter anymore. People want to be a micro partner. Millennials want to feel valued in the workplace. They want to feel like what they do has an impact for the community and the greater good. So you can overpay them. You can over, you know, insure them, give them the benefits they want. But when they walk in doing paper I-9s on day one shows that you as a quote unquote progressive forward thinking technology company, not so much, John, not so much, Stacy. They were born with a freaking phone in their hand and they're filling out paper I-9s. Get a grip. Like, what are we doing here? They were born with a tablet. And they're going to you, a technology company, not using technology in 2019 to get integrated into the company systems. Like, come on now. This isn't that complicated. But they're little things. Millennials value the onboarding acquisition process is 8% of the things that get them excited at work. So from the day they've been interviewed, through the, through the whole process, through onboarding interviews, everything, 8%, right? For you A-plus students in here, paper onboarding, an email link on the website that says email stacy at adminhr.com or whatever you want to fill that in, that is exactly how to lose 8% on the test score and start off with a 92 out of 100, okay? So what, what am I talking about? Am I rambling? Uh, am I, am I, am I just giving a bunch of random things? Am I venting? Look, what I'm saying is that for the people that, that, that want to stay in business as, you know, double the tenure of the company, right? You've been around 20 years. Do you want to make it 40, right? Um, for the startups that are really trying to make every dollar work as hard as possible for the VC firms and the private equity firms that are, you know, putting money into systems, trying to get them to grow. If everybody can collectively take a step back and, Leverage a data-driven approach like you do with your customers, like you do with your, your, your clients and your, your product development, your service development, your marketing uh, strategies. What, like you do this in other parts of the business because it's a moving target. So the more data, more ammunition, more insights and strategies you have, it makes it more viable for you to make a play. What I'm, what I'm suggesting to you is to take that same approach to employee development, towards attracting and recruiting your people, to driving engagement productivity, to doing all of the things you need with your people in a way that recognizes that they are also a moving target. 
there's just too much data out there, right? People are so educated right now. Your candidates have multiple offers. They're doing multiple interviews because they can sit on their phone, on their couch, watching House of Cards or Game of Thrones and scroll through every single thing you've ever put on the internet to understand who the leadership is, what the company vision is. Have they had any awards? Do they have any accolades? What was the worst thing that happened? Like they can come in if they're, if they're actually like a competent candidate that comes in prepared and know so much about the company that it's like, you should know about them. Maybe not them specifically, but you should know, okay, you know, like Stacy's 22 years old or, you know, Johnny's 32 years old that, you know, uh, uh, you know, like he may have or she may have adult parents that maybe that matters. So like, can you give a benefit that maybe slants toward that, like home care or uh like caregiving, like I'm not telling you to rethink your whole comp and strategy. I'm not telling you to, to, to like change the world. What I'm saying is try to switch the perspective with which you look at driving your workforce. I'm sure at, at some point there was a time where people just, just trusted their gut and said, this product's going to crush it in the market. Let's build it and go. And then they started realizing there was ways to get feedback. And they said, well, if, if, if we can get feedback, well, your gut may be correct. The boardroom consensus may be right. But if we can get some feedback from, from customers on what they maybe want, maybe we can, we can like increase the odds of us being right. And then everybody probably agreed. We're like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. If we can have certainty, why not get it? And then it evolved into this data-filled world where everything is accessible. It's just a matter of organizing it. It's a matter of do you have the tools and the the resources to execute on it. But the most foolish misconception of a modern day executive is not looking at the employee satisfaction, employee fulfillment as a moving target. Life events change what makes an employee fulfilled. One day they may walk into your office single, happy, moving, making money, just all in on the job. And the next day they may be engaged with it, you know, a a little one on the way. Like that matters, you know, like it matters. And, and it's a one-off example, but my point is it's a moving target, just like your clients are. And if you want to be relevant with your customers today and tomorrow, you take a data-driven R&D approach to understand what they need right now and what they may need in 3, 5, 6, 10, 11 years so you can position yourself accordingly. Start the development of the new services and products now. You can start to set up the infrastructure so that not only today, but 10 years from now, you are going to be a force in your marketplace. If you do that with your clients and your customers and it's working, or it's not. Maybe you got to tweak some things, right? Um, you got to start looking at how to leverage that approach with your employees, because the companies that are doing that, it's simply more effective. They understand how to make them tick. They understand how to make things move. They aren't guessing as heavily, and if they are, they have certainty because of the data to back it up. Is it a foolproof system? Of course not. There's no silver bullet. Everybody knows that. There's no one-size-fits-all solution to make everybody happy. But what there is is the ability to narrow down the room for error with the resources and information that you have available to you. In a world where employees are filling out Facebook surveys to figure out what they're going to look like in 20 years or like 
what they would what animal they would be like there's just so much data out there and i implore you as an executive as a leader as a manager reverse engineering how the people you want to work for you tick will help you find qualified people if you do the same thing for your existing employees you'll be able to take care of them on a level that they won't leave you for a two percent raise in salary or 10 extra pto days right there's more to this and the more data you have you can satisfy your existing employees and your employees of tomorrow because it does not matter how well you position your product for today and tomorrow if you don't have employees to execute on that offering to fulfill your promise to the marketplace it won't matter and so take care of your employees as your first customer they will take care of your customers because they'll want to and they'll care about it but there's too much information accessible to be guessing and treating your 26 year old millennial new employee like you treat your 40 year old baby boomer uh, or, or excuse me gen x you know like like they're different people they're wired differently they care about different things and if you know that it's all upside and ultimately everybody can agree on the outcome of any big dream in a business environment comes down to the execution of the workforce and the people that 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 drive that initiative and uh i think this is a winning strategy so welcome again this is first floor conversations my name is jeremy franchese and uh it's very, very simple in, in what we do and what, what we believe and what I believe. The view at the top is only as good as the foundation which preserves it. Thank you for joining us.